Welcome to our sermon. I am Pastor Nathan Escarga, and I am sure that God will speak to you through his word today. I just, uh, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Joel chapter 2. This is a very uh, uh, powerful passage. Uh, Joel lived about 800 years before Christ, and there was a prophetic word given. In fact, a large part of most of Joel is prophetic, as in it hadn't happened yet, even to the point at this time that some of these things have not taken place yet. And especially here, Joel's very short book uh, letter or book uh, written, uh, once again, inspired by God. And Joel, as he was uh, uh, hearing and inspired by the Holy Spirit, he wrote these things down regarding these last days. And uh, so tonight, I, I just want to read uh, just a few verses here from chapter 2, Joel 2, from verse 28 to 32. It says, And it shall come to pass afterward, and that afterward is, is after Israel is restored or has come back to life. This set of verses uh, was quoted by Peter on the day of Pentecost when the Spirit fell upon uh, the early church and, and on those that were, were uh, gathered together. And yet, this word is uh, also for today in that this, this line, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. This afterward, if you look at the passages preceding verse 28, it is all about the, the nation of Israel becoming a nation again. And we rec so we recognize that this grouping of verses is for today. And so uh, Israel for almost 2,000 years was not a nation and became a nation in 1948, May of 1948. And uh, the very next day uh, they were attacked, that little nation uh, was attacked by surrounding nations. Five nations came against them and they were held off uh, by the hand of God uh, and over the last more than 70 years, there's been an attack on a very small nation in the Middle East. The word of God is truth. And so we know that there, what God says will come to pass. And so it says, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. There was a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit 2,000 years ago. There was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, especially in the, in the late 1800s and the early 1900s as the Holy Spirit fell. And uh, there was such an expanding of the, uh, of the gospel uh, with people getting saved in the last 120 years. We are talking not just a few hundred thousand, we are talking millions upon millions upon millions have come to know Jesus Christ in the last 120 years. 
And yet, even the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit 120 years ago doesn't quite fulfill this passage until after Israel has become a nation again, which is in 1948. I truly believe, according to the Word of God, that there is yet a final outpouring of the Holy Spirit for these last days to take in a harvest. The Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, which was a harvest celebration of the first fruits. And here we, we have a, a word being given that the Holy Spirit would be poured out. It says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. This is for today. I believe, according to the word of God, that this still has to take place. That there still has to be a, a, a pouring into our lives and hearts of the Holy Spirit, of the Spirit of God, for the sake, just like it was 2,000 years ago, for the sake of us being a witness in these last days for the sake of the lost that don't know him. There is such darkness that is prevalent today. It does not take much light to, uh, to dispel darkness. When darkness is around, you just need even a small little light, a little candle, and immediately the darkness is dispelled by light. And uh, this, the Holy Spirit upon us is there for the sake of the lost, and we'll see that in the, the last, uh, this last verse of uh, verse 32. It says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And these are not just any vision, any dream. These are dreams, visions that, that are inspired by God, that are of God. And so if you want to know whether you are old or young, uh, if you have visions, you are still young. If you're having dreams of the Lord, the Lord is saying, you're getting older. You're an old, old man, an old woman, uh, as you dream dreams that are of the Lord. Um, but it says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy a word of the Lord given. And just like Joel was given a word to prophesy, and he, he's prophesying here now what would happen 2,800 years later, we're talking about today, that there would be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon us. And it says, and also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Those that are willing to be used by God. And tonight, I just pray that there would be a willingness to be used by God, regardless of your background, regardless of your capabilities or abilities or lack thereof that God would be able to work through you by his spirit. A maidservant, a manservant is someone that is just saying, here I am, here I am. I am a servant. I am willing to be used by you. It is a, an aspect of, of yielding, an aspect of obedience, an aspect of surrender uh, to the Lord Jesus. And the Lord says, I will use you. And I'm going to pour out my spirit on you to accomplish the things that I would have you do. There's, there's an aspect of things being done in these last days. 
I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. I don't know. Some of the uh, things that are happening right now, some of this I know will happen during the tribulation. And you may say, Pastor, really? Are we going through the tribulation? The church will be taken out before the, the tribulation. Those that are, are followers of Jesus Christ uh, will be taken out. But I, I want to say this. The Holy Spirit will not vacate this planet. There will be many that will be saved and will come to know Jesus during the tribulation. And the Lord says that there will be many that will come to know Jesus even in the, the times of tribulation, even knowing that there's a loss of life, their, their, their life that may be lost. I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. So the return of the Lord. Some of this is for when the trumpet sounds, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit before the trumpet sounds, before the church is caught up, but also even during the tribulation that there will be many that will be saved before the coming of that awesome day of the Lord on, on uh, that final day. A great battle taking place. Uh, the Antichrist being overcome and the false prophet and, and Satan and his hordes put in chains for a thousand years to be bound. Um, the Antichrist, the false prophet, being cast immediately into the lake of fire. We're not talking about hell. We're talking about into the lake of fire. The very first two individuals that will be in the lake of fire. Now look, verse 32, And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. So there's salvation that's available to those that don't know him in these last days. I just want to remind you tonight, it says that he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh, that sons and daughters, your sons and daughters will proph prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. There have been visions that have been given over the course of the last number of years, even regarding this place, regarding a work here in Niagara Falls. I've shared this vision that I received uh, a, few, a number of years back. And uh, it is as vivid today as it was so many years ago. And uh, I can remember in the vision, I'm standing just across the street, sort of in that area where the fry truck is. I'm looking at the church. It is nighttime. It is dark. There's a darkness. It is nighttime. And I look at the church, and the entire church is engulfed on the roof with, uh, with tongues of fire, flames. The roof is not being consumed. The building is not being consumed. But it is, it is on fire. 
And even as I'm looking at it and I see the fire, and just a, a, I don't know, probably would be three, four feet in height all across the entire roof. Even as I look, there's this shaft of light and our, our roof line, it has a cottage roof, which means that uh, the ends of it are also angled. And so not just the front is angled, but the sides as well. There's not a straight side wall coming up, but it's angled up. It's got a cottage roof. And right in the center of the very top of the peak of the center of the church, the main roof, a shaft of light just shoots up into the sky. And this shaft of light is huge in diameter. Probably when I'm, as I, I would see that vision and the extent of it, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's, you know, 10 feet in diameter, if not larger, and a solid beam of light just coming up from the flames. I truly believe in these last days, there has been much prayer. Today I had somebody say, you know what, one thing that I, I know about the church, it is a praying church. We have prayed, and not just for the last 20 years. We're talking already from my parents, I know, from the time that they, they were here in Niagara Falls in the mid-60s, we're already praying for Niagara Falls. And we have continued to pray for Niagara Falls for the last 20 or so years, almost on a daily basis. A prayer that has gone up. And the Lord has heard our prayer and visions were given. And sometimes we say, well, when is it going to happen? Joel went to be with the Lord 2,800 years ago. And what he saw has not come to pass yet does not mean that it will not come to pass. I believe that some of the things you might say, well, what does this represent the church en engulfed in, in flames that are not consuming. I'm talking about the presence of God. Even as, as, as Moses came to the, uh, to the mountain and he saw the bush and it wasn't, it wasn't burning up. It was on fire and it wasn't burning up. And there was, God was there and he began to speak to Moses. His presence was there. You know, hey, you're on holy ground. Take off your shoes. You're on holy ground. And the thing of, of that flame that wouldn't burn also, uh, not just the presence of God speaking, but also the presence of the Holy Spirit. On the first day of Pentecost, there was, as the Holy Spirit fell, there were tongues of fire that, that rested on the heads of each and every one, that there would be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit would be evident in our lives powerfully. The Holy Spirit is always there to empower us to be witnesses unto Jesus Christ. And this light shining out, that there would be uh, a witness that comes and there would be a, a, a pointing to Jesus, who is the light of the world. Years ago, even as we changed our name from, as we moved from our old location downtown to this location, there was a name change. And, uh, I believe uh, my dad, years ago, at you know what, Lighthouse. And even as uh, the name was given, I, I, I can remember uh, someone had uh, gone down south. I believe, Sue, it was you had mentioned 
that uh, as you were looking at different lighthouse lighthouses on, along the eastern uh, coastline of the of the United States, uh, I, th I think one of the the tours or light keepers or whatever says, "Well, hey, would ask what is the purpose of the lighthouse?" And well, hey, it's to shine shine a light. Well, what is the purpose of the lighthouse itself? The purpose of the lighthouse is to elevate the light that it can be seen from a distance. And the purpose, even here at this place, is that Jesus Christ would be elevated. This light that is shining, that was shining in this vision, that Jesus Christ would be elevated. It's coming out of the top of the building, uh, the highest point. The, the peak of this roof is just around 42 feet from the, from the floor to the very peak, 42 feet. And uh, the highest point of the building, Jesus, that Jesus would be elevated in our lives. A vision. I mentioned uh, two different women at two different times. Did not know each other. Were here at, at two different points and gave almost an identical vision. They hadn't heard it from each other. They didn't hear it because they were here at two different times. They saw the same thing. What they saw were rows and rows of people dressed in white, crossing the street, being baptized, coming back to the church. They both saw the same thing, separated by years. I just say, thank you, Lord. Um, they said they saw this place filled, people being healed, miracles taking place, uh, people getting saved and baptized. There was an influx of souls. An influx of souls. As Jesus is lifted up, that there would be a drawing to him. I shared of a vision that also, once again, that I had uh, years ago. And I, can, I know I can see it again in my mind's eyes. This vision has not left me. I can see it right now in my mind's eyes. Thousands, literally tens of thousands of people. And I'm facing, my back is to maybe the American Falls around that area. And I'm looking towards the escarpment. And just that whole section along there, just below this escarpment that is, is sort of park area is filled with people. And I can see a stand, a post with speakers on it. And I see this mass of, of faces and humanity. Uh, and I knew that it extended from probably around Murray Hill right down to Clifton Hill. We're talking probably hundreds of thousands of people that can fit in that area. And what I heard was the gospel being preached. The gospel being preached. The amazing thing is, I shared this vision, uh, just uh, not often, but at a few different points. The one individual I, I shared with said, Dave, he says, I've seen the same thing. And just this, or last year, I shared with another individual, and he says, this other person, 
a second person. One was Pastor, Pastor Jim Ball. He says, I've seen the same thing, that there was a, an event. In fact, he had gone to see if he could establish or have an event down by the falls. And Niagara Park said, no, you can't have an event down here. You're not allowed to have an event. And I, I know for years there was no religious event, events allowed down by the falls. I can remember back in the 70s, there used to be a band shell. And I can remember as a young person, just a band, our band just starting back in the 70s. We played together as, for four years. And one of the things that we did, one of the very first things that we did the one summer, I think it was the, the first summer after we started off, we played in Victoria Park on the band shell, and we played all Christian music. Since then, that band shell has been taken down, and uh, there have been purposely no religious events allowed along by the falls there. Only in the last few years, in fact, um, we had opportunity. Well, I'll just share that in a moment, but... Uh, so Pastor Jim Ball saw the same thing. Another brother, just last year, I met him. Uh, and anyways, Darren says, I, I've been given the same thing. I've, I see that there's an event, maybe if it wasn't exactly the same angle or whatever, but he's, he had the same thing given to him, a vision that there would be a gathering. They say, Pastor, what are you leading up to here? The Lord gives us different visions, and he gives us different prophetic words. It says, uh, it says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. As the Holy Spirit unctions, that there would be a word given. Now, I just want to read. I shared this, I think, once already. Uh, but last year, on May 7th, it was a Thursday, May 7th, 2020, that week, we were looking to go to the mayor, and we were supposed to meet with the mayor to ask about, can we, what do you think about us having a, this, an event, a, a, a Christian event down by the falls? And we had uh, set up something on the Tuesday, and, or before that, and we, we got on Wednesday to Wednesday, and we could not connect we're it was just we're trying to connect via zoom and even uh we could hear and see we could hear and see the mayor but he couldn't he could see us but he couldn't hear us and the lord allowed for that conflict to take place because uh that was on on uh, wednesday may 6th but on thursday may 7th the very next day before i i i, I came to the church for prayer, I was asking the Lord to speak regarding the meeting with the mayor and this vision that I had seen of thousands, tens of thousands of people by the falls. And I still didn't feel like I, I knew what to do when it came to the mayor and, and even uh, this uh, Pastor Jim Ball and, and, and Darren uh, Maidens. Uh, we were going to meet with the mayor. Uh, and so Wednesday... At, Nothing worked out. And even as we had gone, I, it was like, we're not ready. I, I didn't feel ready to talk to the mayor on the Wednesday. And the Lord 
we weren't ready, and he, so he didn't allow for it to happen. But the very next day, uh, I was reading in Revelations chapter 1. Revelations 1 verse 6 came to mind. And as I looked at that one passage, I looked at the, the passages surrounding it. And maybe we can just put that up on the screen. From verse 4, so John, or Revelations 1 verse 4. It says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. Jesus existed before all time began. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne, from the Holy Spirit, seven is definitely a, a number of completion and perfection. The Holy Spirit is perfect. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over all, over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins to his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. And the part that hit me was Revelation 1, verse 5. He says, Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. We had a, a, a testimony just earlier about this mass psychosis the manipulation of the mind and the control and manipulating of those that may in, be in power or desire to be in power, and they're attempting to manipulate things. Those that are in authority, those that are in powers or in positions of power attempting to have their will done. And the word of God here that stood out to me is that he is ruler over the kings of the earth. He is ruler over our prime minister. He is ruler over the president of the United States. He is ruler over the mayor of this city. He is ruler. And that we would be kings and priests unto God. And it brought to me, just uh, brought to my mind the Old Testament and the fact that every good king always was tied in with the priesthood. Good kings, when the king was good, around him were priests that were doing the will of the Lord. And the king allowed for the will of God to be done, the word of the Lord to be done, the commands of the Lord to be fulfilled. And it was a blessing to, to the, the country, to the nation. Just a few months ago, Wednesday, June 9th, there was a meeting with our mayor. We had one via Zoom a year and a half or just over a year ago, but just a few months ago, we met with him again, and a word of the Lord was given to him directly. It was right here in this church. The word of the Lord was this, that there would be an acknowledgement of God. There has been no acknowledgement of God by those that are in leadership. I don't know of any level of government that has acknowledged God in the last year and a half to say, hey, 
Let us cry out to God. Let us call on the Lord. Let us, let us humble ourselves before him. There has not been one person in a position of leadership that has, has made that declaration and that request and that acknowledgement before the Lord. And this is what was brought to the mayor. And should the mayor be watching this or this would get to him, the Lord has spoken a word to you that there would not be anything of, of the flesh or of pride or of arrogance that would lead or dictate your actions and your course of action, but rather that there would be a heeding of the word of the Lord because the Lord desires to bless our city and our region. And I just would say to you, heed the word that was given to you a few months ago on June 9th of this year because it is for the blessing of this city and even beyond. So back to this, this Thursday, even before we would meet, we would meet again with the mayor the next day on, on, on Friday the 8th because it didn't work out on the Wednesday. And so we had a chance to meet with him again on, on the Friday. But on the Thursday, and here I didn't feel like we were ready to meet with the mayor on the Wednesday, the very next day, this is Thursday, May 7th, 2020, so last year. So I, I came to prayer. My mom was there. My dad was there. Pastor Nathan was there via phone. And so he was on the phone uh, joining us in prayer. And uh, so I was just sharing some of the things that the Lord had revealed to me about this passage, Revelations 1, uh, verses 4 to 8, and, and this this thing, and uh, uh, these different points here and and. Uh, then we began to pray for the situation. And Pastor Nathan prayed first, and then my mom and dad. And I prayed last, and it says that, that even as the Holy Spirit would come upon us, that there, they would prophesy. And I've prayed many, many times, and I recognize at different points, even as... I would begin to pray. This is not just prayers of supplication that are coming up from me with my understanding, but this was at another level of unctioning by the Holy Spirit to begin to pray prophetically. And I knew that this was, these prayers now that were being prayed was more of a prophetic word. So, and I know, hey, as you know, those that have prayed with me, I can, I can pray for at length. I can pray for a length of time. But I, I don't know, I believe I prayed for at least 30 minutes straight. Not that there's anything in the length of the prayer. But the thing was, while I was praying, the Lord was revealing things spiritually. And I would pray those things. I would begin to pray as the Lord was revealing things to me. One of the things that, that was revealed was why. Because we were praying and we would bind the principalities that are over different areas and, and, and cities and whatever. And I can remember uh, again and again we would pray and we would bind and be like, why, why is it that there's a continued uh, uh, attack or, or opposition of the enemy? And it was made clear to me in that prayer that every time we prayed that the principality was bound, but every time that principality was bound, the, Satan would just say, another one, step in. Take the place. 
take the place. As I, as, we, as I continue to pray, I saw the heavens over Niagara Falls clear and clear up. Listen, there is a day coming. There is a day coming, and, and sometimes we need to go back, and I thank God God has given me uh, the unctioning to write down these things because I'll tell you right now, I don't re my memory is not as good as it used to be. And I look back and I read through the things that were written on this on the day or the day of or a day or two later it was written it was copied down this is what happened on those on that day i'm reading right now from that note i i cut and pasted it to this hard copy here so i saw the heavens over niagara falls clear no obstacles praise god then extend to the niagara region as i prayed there was prayer for every pastor and church that preached a different Jesus or received a different spirit or a different gospel would have their eyes opened and would stop or move out. Let there be a preaching of Jesus Christ and him crucified. During that time of prayer, we also prayed and I also prayed that repentance would take place that the Holy Spirit would be poured out and that revival would take place. And as I was praying for revival, the, a word came prophetically. And I shared this already last year and I shared a number of months back. The one word that was spoken, it was the word revive. And even as I spoke the word revived, I recognized it was not coming from uh, uh, my prayer, my heart of prayer to God, Lord God, send revival. I was praying about Lord God, send revival, but then there was the word revive that came, and I knew it was of the Lord, and the Lord was saying, come to life. Revive, come to life. The Lord is saying that even today that we would come to life. He's given us life that we would operate with the life that God has given us. We would operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's amazing that same week, that, that word came on a Thursday morning, on, on Tuesday night. This was during the lockdown. So we were pre-recording the services on, on Tuesday night. And on Tuesday night, the message of the, of, of, that was that night, I was struggling that Tuesday trying. I wanted to do the end of Daniel chapter 9, which talks about uh, 70 times 7 weeks of years that would would take place there would be 70 weeks of years and the breakdown of that that's what I, I thought that I would be and I, I could not get to the last part of Daniel and the Lord there was interruptions throughout the day and 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 the Lord was bringing me back to the beginning of that chapter chapter 9 where Daniel intercedes and prays and he intercedes for the nation that is in Babylon and that is, is incarcerated in captivity. And he's interceding. And the, the title of that message was Revival. If you look, you can look it up. In fact, I listened to most of it today. I listened to that message. I pulled it up and I listened to it. And there was this aspect of in the message, even as Daniel interceded, we... I took time in that, on that night to intercede. 
and a section of the, the message was actually a time of prayer with me before the camera. I was just standing before the camera, or I don't know if I was sitting at that point, probably sitting. And so I was praying these points, and I pulled them up. I went back to my notes, and I pulled up what I was praying for at that time. There was a confession, five things. Number one, a confession and a repentance. And I just want you to know that that next Sunday, the 10th, May 10th of last year, we, we went, we started a time of fasting of 21 days from May 10th to May 31st, May 31st being the day of Pentecost. And we, there was an unctioning, somebody had come to me, and that somebody was, was Leo. Leo came to me and says, hey, can we not do, we're in lockdown, and we're allowed to go out, but we can't meet together. Can't we go out, can't we go around and pray around the city? The mayor had gone, I don't know if you remember, the mayor going with an entourage of different vehicles saying, you know, stay safe and, and, and whatever and, and you know, uh, protect yourself. I can't remember exactly, but he went through an entire day going through the city with this entourage of, of ambulance and fire truck and police truck and, and, and whatever and, and this announcement, hey, stay safe. And there was this word given, hey, let's go around the city. Can't we pray around the city? We spent 21 days and we went around the city. A number of you took part in that daily prayer. It was a time, three weeks of fasting and prayer. A confession and repentance was first for our city, for us as a church, for the city, uh, that there would be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, even as May 31st would be Pentecost Sunday, pour out your spirit. Thirdly, that there would be a revival of the church in Niagara Falls, that it would come to life. This is in my notes for Tuesday. And on Thursday, the, the word of the Lord was revive. Come to life. He's speaking life into us as a church. I'll tell you, there are so many things that happened last year, amazing, and have carried on into this year. And even as I, I, I'm sharing with you, I'm leading to the point that God desires for us to act on the word revive and to become to life in the things that we need to do that the Lord has called us to do as individuals and as a church and as the body of Christ here in Niagara Falls. We need to come to life. Say, Pastor, what can I do? We'll get to that in a moment. Fourthly, that Jesus Christ would be lifted up. And fifthly, and I've got in my notes, that millions of souls would be saved yet and let it start here in Niagara Falls. That's part of my notes that I just copied and pasted for tonight from that last year, uh, that May 7th recording. It was a, a Wednesday night Bible study. The Lord is working now. And even as I would read from Daniel 9, verse 20 to 23, says, Now while I was speaking, praying, and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mount of, of my God for Jerusalem, yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering, three o'clock in the afternoon. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly loved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. 
There's a vision that has been given. And the Lord has spoken a prophetic word. Revive, come to life. In Jesus' name, I would say, come to life. We'd come to life. That we'd not be sidetracked by the things of this life, by the, the weights and the, of this life. And, and all, what, well, I'm just going through the motions. I've got my own things to do that I would say, Lord, what would you have me do in these last days? Hallelujah. Even as I, as, as I continued in prayer that Thursday morning, the other thing that I saw, I saw that the revival would be greater than one event. And this is standing out to me now. Because I just saw in the vision, I saw just one thing, which were the tens of thousands of people that were gathered. And even I thought, well, that would be the initiating thing. But I'm realizing that even as I'm reading my, my note here that I wrote to myself right afterwards, that it would be greater than one event. Take note of that. But would impact the entire Niagara region and all those that would come to Niagara Falls. Even as I prayed, I saw angels like at, in Jacob's ladder for the Niagara region as angels would minister to those that would inherit salvation going up and down. There's a ministering of those that should inherit salvation. And on top of that, there was that prayer for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That Jesus would be lifted up, that many would be saved. I have never prayed that long with others to that extent. Just one. Usually, hey, we take turns praying, and, and, and there's a, uh, a, don't pray for an, an, a half an hour straight. It was prophetic. So much of it was prophetic. And at times, uh, my mom, I just, I'm reading here now, my mom and dad were weeping. At times, there were prayer in tongues and uh, just praising the Lord. Didn't finish until about 10.45. We usually stop our prayer time around quarter after 10. The Lord is good. It's interesting that already, not all the Lord had confirmed we had not been in church for months. From March, already May, in April, just financially, we had twice as much income into the church, and we didn't have a single service here. And it was like the Lord was saying, listen, I will bless you even to the point of finances to do what needs to be done. I will bless you with the finances. I just say thank you, Lord. When we met with the mayor last year on Friday, May 8th, 2020, there was a changing. Because we had to change the time, the, the secretary changed the time from 1 o'clock in the afternoon to 3 3.30, I think, or 3 or 3.30, so that we could have more time. We spent about 45 minutes with the mayor, and the mayor did most of the, of the speaking to say, hey, you got to do this, 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 and this. The, the mayor was in agreement with this, this revive event, Christian event taking place, and said, hey, call so-and-so. And even as we called from the parks, and even as we called and the different names were given, we, we, we had a meeting with the, that individual from the Niagara Parks, and they said, hey, Let's, that this could happen, put in an application. So last year, an application was put in. Last year, we could only meet, because of COVID, we could only meet with a max of 200 people, and we would have to stay in our cars. 
this week or this year, I believe the max that we can meet in a gathering is 1,000 individuals. 1,000. You might say, Pastor, why are you talking about this tonight? I just want you to know the moving of the Holy Spirit. This morning as we prayed, and we prayed around Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 16, which is about the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. It's all about growth, a, a, a growth taking place, becoming more and more like Jesus, not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by the, the cunning of man and the, the wickedness of man to manipulate, as you, as you mentioned, there's a manipulation that would take place, but that we would be solid, that we would not be, be well, you know, whatever may be happening. I just heard today uh, there was talk. My wife said to me, she says, they're already talking about uh, unless you have a passport that you're not going to be able to go to certain provinces, to certain events, even intimating and saying that possibly it would be for church. Unless you have a vaccine passport or whatever, you are not allowed to come into to church. You won't be able to be allowed to assemble. That was from our, our uh, prime minister. This morning as we were praying, sorry, who was it from? Oh, the province of Quebec. So that's what they're instituting in, in Quebec. Sorry, I stand corrected. As we were praying, or three weeks ago, I had Darren, that brother that had a similar vision that I had. He calls up, and we hadn't met together. We had met last year. We met once or twice this year regarding this, this revive gathering down by Niagara Parks, down by the falls. And he said, Dave, he says, I just, I feel like the Lord would have us get together already this, this year. And like this is just end of July or, or, or mid-July. Mid and I'm thinking there's no way that we can do anything. Like we can't get in, in, in touch with uh, and get everything into place um, with the parks. And he says, you know what? We're right now, we're, we have, I, I meet together with the men's group. And the, the place that we're meeting at has a huge venue could easily hold not just a thousand could hold 50,000 so they're meeting the place that they meet it's yeah it's an outdoor venue but uh, is the old Oakland's golf club golf course on Stanley so he had mentioned about couldn't we have a gathering already I said I didn't feel anything I said Darren let me I, I need to pray about this so for the last few weeks, it just, it's been in my heart and at different points, just, Lord, hey, what do we do? What do we do moving forward? And this morning as we were praying, we prayed for every strand of ministry that's here, every director, every ministry leader. We prayed this morning. We prayed for our elders. We prayed for the pastors. We prayed for our church. We prayed for the body of Christ here in Niagara Falls. And even as I was praying... There was an unctioning that I, I needed to call Darren. As soon as we were finished, I needed to call Darren. And I called Darren back. Because the Lord was, was speaking into my heart saying, you know what? 
that there would, we need to, we need to, the word revive was coming back. There, there would be, the Lord has already spoken revive, come to life. The word that the Lord gave this year was that we would be shining in the darkness. In Jesus' name, boldly moving forward by his spirit. And so that as we would look at things from a human perspective would be, well, you know what? I don't think that I can do this. We can do this. We don't have enough time. We don't have the manpower. We don't, we don't have this. We don't have that. Tomorrow morning, we want to pray, Lord, let there be a confirming. And so I'm inviting you, if you're available, if you're not working, if you, if you feel the, the Lord quickening you, that you would join tomorrow morning, tonight, as Darren is meeting with his group of 20 to 30 men that he meets together with on, when, on Wednesday nights. He's saying the same thing to them tonight, saying, hey, let's get together. We want to get together. Uh, if you don't know where Oakland's golf club is, it's no longer a club. They've sh shut the course down because of probably COVID. But we would meet there for 9.30. If you don't know how to get there, I'll be here at 9.15. And if you want to meet here and then follow out to Oakland Golf Course, we're going to meet there for 9.30. So be here at quarter after 9, and we'll wait a few minutes, and then we'll head over to, to Oakland Golf Course on Stanley by the Welland River. So it's just, there's the bridge crossing the Welland River if you're coming from uh, McLeod, uh, crosses the Welland River. The next spot on the left side is a golf course. We're going to meet in a parking lot and we're going to go from there for prayer. We just want to pray. So I invite you, if you're not normally there for prayer or you can be there, say, I'm going to be there. Let's pray that there would be a reviving that would take place. I want to end with one final word that was given. This was given to me on January 1st of this year. This word was given. And it says in the last days that your young men and your young women will prophesy. So I'm just saying, hey, I'm still a young man. And this word was given to prophesy. And so this was a word that was given uh, on January 1st of this year. I am looking for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. That's us. He's looking for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, only by the blood. This is accomplished only by my blood, by my finished work on the cross for each of you, my sacrifice for you because I love you. My heart is that none should perish but come to repentance. I am looking for a glorious church. A church operating in the power of my name, in the power of the Holy Spirit, powerful, powerfully, victoriously, and easily moving against the forces of darkness. That there would be a surrender and a yielding of each one so that the work I have begun in you can be completed through you for my glory before I return. Many still need to come to me that you would be found doing my work for my glory for their sake, for the sake of the lost the hopeless, those bound and enslaved, for the blind, the lame, those dead in trespasses and sin, for those that are in darkness and despair, for those that need to come back home.
I'm coming soon for a church without spot or wrinkle, a glorious church, that my name would be lifted up, that my glory would be known to all through you, that many would be drawn to me before I return as I am lifted up, that you would lift me up, be strong and of good courage. I will see you through the storm, through the battles, and through the hard times to lead you to the still waters, to bring you to the green pastures, even in the midst of trials and temptations, for I am the King of kings and Lord of lords. I am all-powerful, and you belong to me. Let me be seated on the throne of your life. Let me continue the good work that has begun in you. Let go of the sins that so easily beset you and the heavy weights and burdens that you carry. Give them to me, casting all your cares upon me because I care for you. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You belong to me. I have purchased you by my own broken body, by my own blood shed for you. I died for you so that you can have life. I have begun a work in you and want to finish it. Deny your own ways, your own strength and wisdom. Daily take up your cross. Daily remember what I did for you so that you can live in victory. Follow me into the battle. You are children of the light. Be children of the light. Darkness must flee as you shine brightly. This world is heading into darkness, is being prepared for the wrath of God to be poured out. But before that comes, shine brightly in this darkness. Many will come to the light. Many will see the light. My light that is in you, shine brightly. They will come to the light. They will come to me. They will come to life, life abundant and life eternal. Let me work in and through you powerfully for my glory. My glory will shine and they will see my glory and say, this is the house of the Lord. You are my temple. I am in you. Let my glory shine through you. Shine in the darkness in my name. Boldly move forward by my spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can we stand together? I just want to close in prayer. You would agree with me. And if you can, and I recognize it's short notice. And um, uh, if you're working or whatever, but if you're not and you're available and you can or you can arrange it, either come here for quarter after nine tomorrow morning or come for 9.30 at Oakland's, Oakland's Golf Club or Golf Course on, uh, on Stanley Avenue, not far from here. But let's just pray at this time. Lord, I just want to say thank you for your word. I want to say thank you for your spirit. You said in your word uh, that, that in the last days you would pour out your spirit on all flesh. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The church needs to come to life. You have spoken life to us. You have given us life. Lord, even as we would be asleep, Lord, that we would wake up, that we would be quickened, that we would get, for, get up from our slumber, get up from our sleep, Lord, that we would uh, uh, come to life in you to accomplish the things that you would have for us to do yet. Lord, we just say thank you for considering us in your plans. We, we thank you for, for that which was, uh, was ordained to happen before time began. And Lord, that you, you chose at this time, that you would include us to be a part of your plans for this area, for this city, for this region. Lord, that there would be an impacting of those that would even come to Niagara Falls. 
And Lord, we pray that even as we are empowered by your spirit, Lord, that we would do your will. And Lord, that you would be exalted. You would be lifted up. And Lord, that there would be a drawing to you, Lord, that many would come to know you in these last days, would be saved and set free. And Lord, be, be given life and, and eternity with you. Lord, that there would be a massive, mighty, beautiful, wonderful harvest yet before you return. So we say yes. We say yes to your word to revive. We say yes to the life that you've given us. We say yes to, to your spirit empowering us and leading and guiding us to accomplish what you have yet to do in these last days. And Lord, we don't operate in our own strength and our own power. Lord, we put that aside. Our own wisdom, our own enthusiasm and, and, and charisma, we put aside. And we say, empower us by your spirit. Lord, that we will move and operate in the power of your spirit. We'll be led by your spirit. And Lord, that you would anoint us and that there would be a breaking of the chains and of the yokes and, and of the bondage that people are in, that there would be a setting free and a life that will come to those that have no life as they hear the good news of Jesus Christ, as, as, as they would hear of your finished work on the cross, your body broken, your shed blood for us, that we could have healing, that we could have forgiveness, that we can have new life. Lord, I pray that we will operate powerfully in these last days. Lord God, that many will come to know you. Lord, that many will come to know you in these last days. I just thank you. I thank you for including us and your, your purposes, Lord. I thank you that we can be a part of your work in these final days. And I thank you, Lord, that we are not alone in it. Lord, we are, have been joined together with joints and sinews, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, moving forward powerfully by your spirit, that you will be glorified, a work accomplished in Jesus' name, in your name. It would be accomplished for your glory. Lord, we just pray this. We surrender, we yield ourselves to you as King of kings and Lord of lords in our life. We yield to you and we say, yes, have your way in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen, amen. God bless you tonight. Love you guys. And uh, be used by the Holy Spirit. Be used by the Lord. He is an awesome God. Thanks for joining us for the sermon. We really hope that God spoke to your life. You can find more of the Word of God by watching our service live stream and listening to our podcast on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.